5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Hello, hello everybody. Here we're going to jump right in. And here today what we have is one of these texts that, uh, you know, it just came across, right? I mean, it's what I say random. Um God puts in front, and here's a passage that you can talk um, about probably 12 to 15 different subjects based on one text. Now you're like, well, which text can you talk about 15? All right, so here, and you can probably do this with a bunch of different texts, but this is one of the ones that's kind of universal. You can, um, and so we're going to read the text, and then I'll kind of just point out to you a couple of things, and you're going to be familiar with the text. It is the Samaritan woman at the well, John chapter 4. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon be thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you've had five, and you aren't married to the man you're living with now. You certainly speak the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet, so tell me why is it that the Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship? While we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worship. Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way, for God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. All right, so what do we have here? You know, as I told you before, um, this is kind of a universal passage that um, that what we find 
in it is like you can talk about a million different subjects. Um, I did say 12 to 15, and I just um, exaggerated and went to a million. <laughs> but this we see, one, is like crossing you know the 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 barriers right and so you some find Jesus is a Jew this is a Samaritan woman now there's a couple of things that you can talk about here you can talk about crossing the aisle into people that um, you know that are different from you so Jews and Samaritans didn't like each other didn't mix so not only there's there's that issue you can also talk about the male-female issue here of like, well, in this time it was not accepted, right, that men should talk to women alone. And so there's that issue. What we know from this woman is that she's going to the well at a time when no other women would be at the well. So she was trying to avoid the confrontation with the other women in the village. So you're getting a kind of an ostracized person, somebody who's on the fringe, somebody who's been pushed out and up and out and away from the community. So she's feeling shame. She's feeling guilt. So there's all those issues you could talk about. Um, you know, so here, and, and then you get to um, Jesus talking about worshiping God in spirit and truth. There's that whole passage there. There's Jesus talking about that he is the Messiah here, right? And so he's clear about it. So let's go through a couple of these and just see what happens. So we talk about Jesus is uh, the, the first part of it. He's talking about water and and the Samaritan woman's like, well, you don't have anything to draw water from, so like you can't. Re-. And and Jesus is like, I'm talking about living water. And what is the difference between water and living water? And Jesus is talking here about that within Him, there is something that is for eternity, right? There is Jesus is saying, if you drink from Me, you will never thirst again, right? This maybe an image that is kind of flying over her head right now. Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, are you saying that you're greater, right, than Jacob? So this was Jacob's well. And you're like, are you greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave you this, right? So we're even talking here about that there's something even great, like Jesus is saying, I, you know, I am, you know, before, you know, God, you know, before, um, you know, as he's talking about to the, with the Pharisees, like I am, and he's pointing back to his divinity. This is a this is a big issue. There's another conversation that's happening here, right? We talked about Jesus ministering to those who were in um, a, a an outcast society, considered outcast from the uh, the Jews, which is the Samaritans. And this has an aspect of it that you can say God values people that are not just of the chosen tribe and race. So Jesus demonstrates and is trying to demonstrate love for everyone, and we would even say including our enemies. So there's another big issue. So we can go down this route, Jesus being the Messiah, right? I mean, and that comes at the end, right? So the woman says, I know the Messiah is coming. So the Samaritans were not godless people. 
they were just the enemies of the Jews because of land, territory, whatever it might have been, you know, some family history. This, these are issues that have, had existed, right? But they are not godless. I'm sure the Jews tried to be able to paint a picture like they were, but this woman, she says, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who's called Christ, right? The anointed. And when he comes, he's going to reveal or explain everything to us. And that's when Jesus says, I am the Messiah. Right? Here's a revealing, right? I mean, and this is where what she's even saying. When the Christ comes, he's going to reveal. And what has Jesus been doing this whole time in this conversation? He's been revealing things to her. You're right, you've... You're, you're, uh, you're not married. The fact is you've been married five times, and the one you're with right now, not your husband. You can go down this path of, of Jesus you know, pointing out sin, but not condemning. Right? He's saying, I know you. And this is what the anointed, the Messiah, knows, right? The Messiah knows the hearts of people and every person he encounters. This is the reason why when, you know, she's ultimately longing for something that she doesn't even know she's longing for, like, because she's asking about this living water, right? And, and she's saying, I really love not to have to come back here if I don't have to, because it's embarrassing to be in the community and to be ostracized. So you see, there's so many issues that are kind of flying through this whole passage, but Jesus is like, I am the Messiah. I am revealing myself to you. And then you see the way that we worship, right? Those who worship God, worship him in spirit and in truth. Now we aren't going to have enough time here today in five minutes to talk about the uh the, the this whole section we're going to break this down at a later point in time but you know ultimately what we do say is that you know that God is spirit and must be worshiped in spirit and truth right that yes Jesus is flesh and he was made flesh it doesn't mean that he wasn't before right God wasn't created you know God has always been and will always be and so there's a sp- the spirit of God, right? Um, and but God also does have body, Jesus, Son, and the truth is like the capital T truth, and we'll can get into much more of that later. So what do we learn? We learn a whole bunch of things. And so what I would encourage you today is take a look at John chapter 4, and this it's a long passage, 7 through 26, and I want you to be able to pick one thing out at a time. Walk through the whole passage. I mean, we've done this now in 10 minutes, and what you can do is just go through and just spend some time with even verse by verse and looking at and pulling out the things that God's trying to be able to teach you. So take a look at that today. You know, go through it. Even spend some time with some of the stuff that I have talked about with this passage and see what you can learn. All right, keep your heads open, (laughs) eyes and ears open, your lives open 
for the direction of God as he points it out to you. All right, everybody, take care. We'll be back again tomorrow.